Holy Ghost is definitely in this house. Hallelujah. No doubt about it. And I marvel, even though I've seen him do it many, many times, I marvel at how he orchestrates a service. We wonder why certain words are said and certain songs are spoken, uh, songs are sung. Because God doesn't do anything by happen chance. Hallelujah. And again, thank you, Elder Sampson, for the invitation to come. It's an honor to be here. I've enjoyed myself. I told them today this is an easy place to preach. <clears throat> Not all places you go are easy to preach. But that is a testament to your leadership. I honor them. And it's been good, the fellowship. Again, thank you for everything. But I stand before you tonight not trying to be super spiritual. The message that I'm about to preach to you, if the Lord will help me, I ask him just a few minutes to go to help me preach like I've never preached. I promise you, I don't have this figured out. I still struggle mightily with what I'm fixing to preach. But I believe the devil is doing his dead level best to destroy what I'm fixing to preach about tonight. And if he does it in your life, you're through. All right, come on. Come on. Hebrews chapter number 12. Something I'm afraid we don't hear preached enough about, especially one side of it. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1, very... Familiar scriptures. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. I don't like that word. We get upset when we order at McDonald's and they don't have it hanging out the window by the time we come around the corner. The race that is set before us, we're in a marathon. This is not the 100-yard dash. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Everybody say, my faith. Dropping down to verse number 27. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken. As of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. With the help of the Holy Ghost, and I want you to pray in just a few, just a few seconds to pray that God would help me to connect with him, that I may connect with you. I don't think God's through here tonight. I think he just got started just a few minutes ago as they begin to sing. Thank God for all the other worship. That's all great and dandy. But when they begin to sing, miracles can happen in this place. I don't know anybody here. I don't know your situation. I don't know your story. But I know a God. Would you lift your hands? Would you lift your voice? Would you help me pray? Heavenly Father, thank you tonight. i 
house tonight, God. We love you. We appreciate you. Oh, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give him thanks tonight. Thank him for the answers that are on the way. Thank you, Lord, for the answers that are on the way. You may be seated. I want to preach tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost on this simple thought, and hopefully we can put it all together before it's said and done. I want to preach about pieces. 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 Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible. Impossible to please him. Let me stop right there and go ahead and tell you, the devil is attacking the faith of every apostolic Pentecostal individual in the world right now. You can believe in one God. You can have repented of your sins and went down in the watery grave in the name of Jesus and he filled you with the Holy Ghost. And you can live a holy and separated life from the world. But hear this middle-aged preacher tonight. If he gets your faith, you're done. It's over. There is no more hope. Because all we really have when it comes down to it is a measure of faith. How do you know there's a God? Faith. How do you know that book's real? Faith. How do you know there's only one plan of salvation? Faith. 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 Just a little bit of faith. It doesn't take a whole lot. You just got to use that grain of mustard seed that God put in you and exercise that faith. Hallelujah. We can talk about the countless miracles tonight where the Lord looked at them and said, your faith, her faith, his faith. One time he said, their faith has made you whole. But the devil is doing his best to wear out the saints of God. Anything and everything that can be shaken where our faith is concerned is being shaken right now. There are people sitting on Pentecostal pews tonight Brother Sampson, their world, oh, they come, they look good, they got everything in order, but their faith is being shaken to its core. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, this is not my story, nor is it your story. It's his story. He's the author, and he's the finisher. And I said it this morning, I'm going to say it again tonight. If he filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he has a purpose for your life. You're not just a nobody. Uh, well, I'm just here in Neosha, Missouri. No, you're a child of the king, the apple of his eye. He knows every hair on your head. He knows your email address. He knows your phone number. He knows everything about you, and he cares for you. He loves you. He died for you. But God, somebody wrote a song just recently, God is in this story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, he holds my heart, he never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows, the one who goes before me, God is in this story. It's his story. 
but I messed up. You didn't mess up his story. He knew from the beginning. When he created Adam and Eve, that's why before he ever created Adam and Eve, there was a cross. There was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He knew the ability of flesh when it was tempted. And from that point forward, faith has been under attack. But all you got to have, he said, is faith is of a grain of mustard seed. He's the author. He's the finisher. But without faith, it's impossible to please for him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And we got to stop right there. You got to believe, number one, that there's a God and that God exists. Number two, you got to believe God is exactly who he said he was. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I'm not living in confusion tonight. And we could preach about that and I could have you licking the walls. But I'm going to tell you something. You can know all of that, friend. And one phone call come. One letter in the mail. Oh, I know where I'm, I'm, what I'm preaching tonight. Oh, yeah. You, you, uh, uh, a knock on the door. A voicemail. A spouse go crazy. A child living like the devil. Hey, God, don't you know where I am? What a rebuke. Oh, ye of little, not courage, not revelation, Faith, they'd seen him do it over and over and over again. But Brother Sampson, it was always somebody else's boat. It was somebody else's storm. But now, the storm's in the total shot. Hey, I'm not talking about just weekend fishermen. I'm talking about men that knew what storms were. But there came a storm that night they weren't ready for. And their world was rocked. Their faith was rocked. But the creator, the chief meteorologist, stepped out on the bow and said, Peace! Be still. Hallelujah. We could go on and on and on and on. Hallelujah. What are you going to do when it seems? Because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But you can get in such a dark place. Elder Sampson, God, do you care? You pray and it feels like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and coming back down in your face. Seems like nobody else is there. Nobody has time for you. Nobody knows what you're going through. I'm not talking about a pity party. I've had those. You've had them. We don't need to live in them. That's not God's will, but we are humans. By faith, Abraham. The father, the faithful. Peace number one. God called him out. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know all that was going to unfold. God didn't tell him just like he doesn't tell us. But he began to walk by faith and not by sight. That's easier said than done. And I could walk you through tonight, but for the sake of time, I won't. I could walk you through the patriarchs of old and their story of faith. So what's amazing is you read Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham, by faith Isaac, by faith Joseph, by faith uh, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, blah, 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 blah. But if you go back in Holy Writ and you put together their story, 
we're humans, we've got to scratch our heads sometimes. Like, wait, 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 faith, wait, Abraham couldn't believe God for one promise. And the reason 9-11 happens, oh, hear me. The reason we're struggling today is because one man didn't have enough faith to trust God when God told him, I'm going to give you a sign. And he created a work of the flesh, which you and I do all the time. And then you know what we want? Okay, God, accept this meal. God didn't even answer him. He said, I told you, you are going, I don't care how old you are. I don't care what the situation looks like. But yet in Hebrews, it's by faith Abraham. Because you know what? God's in this story. It's his story. He's the author. He's the finisher. And that's why you've got to hold on to your faith. Now, this sounds elementary tonight, but just give me a few minutes. And Isaac, Isaac is a bridge between Abraham and Jacob. We don't read very much about Isaac, but I'm going to tell you, Isaac redigged again the wells. He understood. I don't understand. I don't have all the answers. I got the promise from daddy. I want to hold on to the promise. I'm going to keep walking this same road of faith. And it's easy to shout on Sunday night. But buddy, when Monday morning hits and you don't have enough money to pay the bills and this is going wrong and that's going wrong, you can quote one God's scriptures all you want. But if you lose your faith in that one God and you lose faith in his word, that's why it calls it a good fight of faith. It's a fight, brother. You better strap on the whole armor of God and take that shield of faith because the devil is shooting his fiery darts. He's after your faith, brother. Uh, husband and wife, he's after your marriage. He's after your kids. He's after your health. He's after your promise. Hallelujah. Jacob comes along. We can talk about his story. Taking matters into his own hands. Jacob's an old man. Has a favorite son by the name of Joseph. All of this. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Joseph. One of the most incredible stories. One of the most powerful scriptures. Matter of fact. Thank God for. Don't get nervous. I'm not nervous. Thank God for quick technology when you don't remember where the scripture is. <laughs> Put up there Genesis 37 and 15, please. This is not deep theology, but I think it's one of the most powerful scriptures in all of God's word when you understand what I'm preaching about tonight. Genesis 37 and 15. Jacob's an old man. Hey, boy, Joseph, go. Go find your brethren. I know what's going on. Remember, he started with Abraham, father of the faithful. Gave him a promise, said, listen, your people are going to go down to bondage. After 400-something years, they're coming out. Abraham's gone. Isaac's gone. Jacob's an old man. Wondering where in the world's this promise, what's going on. Joseph's that boy with the coat of many colors. His brothers can't stand him. We'll find him. And we get to this verse. Anytime the Bible says a certain man, you better pay attention. I could get into a lot of the Jewish tradition. But that, that entire, you hear me, the entire story of Genesis turns on this one verse. Because you have a young man that goes to where his brothers are supposed to be and they're 
I'm just going to be honest with you. They didn't have Instagram and social media. They didn't have cell phones. Uh, they didn't have letters. We're talking about, he had no clue where they were. How many of you would have turned around and went home and said, hey, pops, I went, did what you told me. They're not there. I don't have a clue where they are. But God had a plan. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was under <laughs> And that man asked him a question that sent him, you hear me tonight, into the divine, perfect will of, boy, I feel the Holy Ghost, of Almighty God. I'm seeking my, oh, I just happen to know where they are. They went down. And when he walks into the into their world, they, hey, there here comes that dreamer. We'll show you what we'll do. It's in God's hands. It's in God's plan. And Joseph had heard the promise and he heard the story, but he was a young man. And you know what God was getting ready to do? God was getting ready to test his faith. And the devil was getting ready to test his faith. And there was a struggle going on. And he goes to a pit. And he's sold into slavery. And he's in Potiphar's house. And he's lied on. And he's he's thrown into prison. Uh Uh-huh. One step after the other. The journey of faith. And then he's forgotten about. Now hold on, God. Brother so-and-so got their miracle tonight. What about me? I pray just as much. I've lived for God just as long. Uh-huh. Faith. The storm's blowing. Hallelujah. Finally, we know the story. I'm not going to take the time to go through all the details. And one night he goes from the bottom to the top. And now he's got a whole other test of faith. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Because there comes 11 boys walking in that throne room. Just hear me. Woo! Brother Samson, you know what that does? That brings back all the hurt and the betrayal and the memories. It's just me. I believe that's why you have so many tests that Joseph gives them. He's battling revenge, he's battling humanity and who he is. It's our nature. Oh, yes, it is. You can act all pious and full of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, we're still flesh. That's why we got to stay prayed through. We don't like being hurt. We don't like being betrayed. We don't like being made fun of and ridiculed and told no and things falling apart. But when that storm is blowing, you got to hold on to faith. God, I don't understand. Piece by piece and piece by piece, we can put chapter 11 together. I could talk about each of them, but we get down there to the end and boy, we shout on subduing kingdoms and obtaining promises and stopping the mouths of lions and quenching the violence of fire and escaping the edge of the sword and we're strong and the aliens, the armies of the aliens are leaving and women receiving their dead race to life again. But oh, we've got to keep reading because it's all a part of faith's story. And brothers and sisters, I read to you headlines today. I hope you're listening said it you're gonna keep preaching until they put you in handcuffs oh brother sam said that's not gonna happen in america why not do we really think we're gonna escape persecution i mean covid revealed how weak a lot of people were in pentecost 
from leadership to the back door. Oh, yeah, it did. And if you think that rocks your world, what are you going to do when they knock on your door and ask you, are you one of those? Where's your, oh, I believe in one, no, no, where's your faith? Because they were sawn asunder and they were boiled alive. They were burned at the stake. Oh, yes, they were. That's your book. They wandered in sheepskins and they lived in dens and caves and these all having obtained a good report through what? Faith. 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 I know it's elementary and I'm telling you, we haven't seen anything yet. I'm not preaching negative tonight. I'm preaching the word of God. I'm preaching reality. It's unfolding before our very eyes but it doesn't mean we've got to back up. We've got to grab hold of faith. Because faith is all we have. Hallelujah. Verse 40 tells a story. God having provided some better thing for us. That they, those witnesses in chapter 12 verse 1, without us. You see he's putting together his story. Peace. By peace, by peace. I want to save you the details tonight, all of them. I do this very carefully. I told you a little bit of my story this morning. I'm not going to go into the details, all of it, but I want to try to help somebody here tonight. Told you this morning, born and raised in this apostolic movement. That's all I knew. Brother Sampson was sitting on pew trying to eat lifesavers. And they knew to swing those back doors because here comes little Terrydale choking on a lifesaver. How do you choke on a lifesaver that's got a hole in them? And I don't know, but I did. Thank God my mom and dad didn't let me sleep on the pew. I got friends that slept on the pew and they're not in church anymore. That's a whole nother message, but anyway. Got in trouble one time. I know it's hard to believe. And I was marched out and sat right down for the whole church to look at. That was really fun, especially when I got home. This is all I've ever known. And I, and I could go into a lot of minute details and I won't. Suffice to say, just a few days from now, I believe it's June 23rd, 24th. This will be 17 years ago on a Saturday night. I was preaching in Pensacola, Florida, preaching a revival. Parked with my family at a KOA campground. And that afternoon, my dad called. He said, son, I got a question for you. He said, duh. What do you think about taking the church? I said, uh. He said, duh. I hadn't been evangelizing very long and. He said, no, I just don't really feel it. I don't think, oh, okay. And he hung up. I go to church that night and I make a statement that probably every Pentecostal preacher has made, a lot of saints have made, fired up, anointed. Hey, if mama don't go, I'm going. If daddy don't go, I'm going. And boy, we shout, wow. Next morning, I'm preaching. We get ready to go eat after church to good old Piccadilly. Y'all got Piccadilly up here? No. That's a cafeteria. What about Luby's? 
Morrison's. Yeah, goodness, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, Golden Corral, yeah. I looked down at my phone and there's a voicemail. Hey, son, call me. I call him. For the next five to ten minutes, I cannot tell you the rest of that day. Except my perfect Pentecostal world was turned on its head with one phone call. Yes, sir. Son, I just want to let you know I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving your mother. I'm out of here. 18 years, my pastor. Just a few weeks shy of being married. 34 years to my mother. A perfect Pentecostal home. Never a problem. Never anything. Shout now. My world began to fall apart. Peace by peace. A mother's world, she sat in that recliner, watched him walk out the door. And until just a little over a year ago, never spoke one word to him in 16 years. That was my rock, that was my pastor, that was my dad, a great example of a man, hardworking man, three hours round trip every day to work, shift work, eight to 12 hour shifts at a plant. Pastoring never heard him complain. Buried the dead, married uh, people, uh, the whole story. The storm started blowing. I keep evangelizing. I end up never dreamed I would go back to where my dad pastored. But four years later, I find myself in that pulpit living the memories. Dealing with people that were still trying to figure out why their pastor flew the coop. Yeah, because when your faith is rocked. Another piece of my faith fell apart. Because the only reason I stand here today and I will never understand some of the things that unfold. Sister Sampson, I preach to people, forgive! And I preach, don't get bitter. And I preach, be angry and sin not. I preach love your enemies. It's only the grace and mercy of God that I didn't lose my family. Because except for just a few months of there, I was there, there was an individual that woke up that I helped more than I helped anybody else. Stabbing me in the back the entire time that I was there. God got us out of there. We moved. And uh, life goes on and you're scratching your head wondering what's going on, God. And you go to church and, and I know what it is. I know what it is to know things are going on. You can't put your finger on it as a pastor. I didn't want to go to church. I, I was war slap out with fighting against people that didn't have their mind made up to quit doing what they were doing. Another piece. And uh, life goes on. Got three young girls, two barely teenager, one a six-year-old fixing to turn seven. Long story short, find out that I have an incurable kidney disease. 
hereditary. Two and a half years on dialysis. But all I needed to do was walk by faith and not by sight. I would take my dialysis machine to church and stand in the back and try to worship God and put a smile on my face. I didn't always feel like it, but we preachers, you know, that's... Evidently, that's just a given. we got to come up here regardless of what we're going through and what we're facing and put the biggest smile on our face. Because you expect it. Don't ever show any weakness. Oh, my God. You, listen, preachers do a whole lot more than count money and eat fried chicken. If you only knew the pressure... That that man and that dear lady and this team is under because they have a responsibility for everybody in this house. But guess what? Their faith gets attacked. They're not perfect. They go through things. See, I'm preaching where we're all living right now. Hallelujah. Sister had the same disease. And there goes another piece. Can't hardly work. Drive a school bus, couldn't lift more than 10 pounds. I had a catheter coming out of my left side. Money got tight. That creates all kinds of problems. But I can tell you God supplies. I can also tell you that four years ago, God gave me a kidney because he's still a miracle worker. Four months later, he gave my sister a kidney. You just got to keep walking by faith. Life goes on. Opportunities come and you think they're yours and God's hand is in it and flesh gets involved and more pieces fall apart. I'm still living what I'm preaching tonight. It's real. You can shout all you want to on Sunday night and thank God for the shout, thank God for running the aisles and woo hooping and hollering. That book, and there are people sitting here right now, you're... Getting nervous. Oh my God. Yeah, because you've got crisis and turmoil and strife in your world right now. Oh, just leave it alone. Don't touch it, preacher. Leave it. I, I, you can't fix it. Only the author can. Only the architect can. Only the painter can. Uh huh. Only the artist can. Only the writer can. came across the words of this song many years ago. It's amazing to me before I left Oakdale, and I promise you, sometimes I pray all the time, God, I believe, help thou my unbelief. The song says, listen very carefully, there's a whole lot of stubborn in this room. There's a whole lot of pride that won't let go. There's a whole lot of stubborn in this room that shows no signs of giving up control. I've drawn all the curtains. I've turned out the lights. Scared to death somebody else might see. There's a whole lot of stubborn in this room. There's no one here but me. There's a whole lot of demons in this room. They want it all and they don't want to share. 
There's a whole lot of demons in this room and none of them believe in fighting fair. Some sit on my left and some sit on my right. They talk so loud, it's hard to disagree. I'm surrounded by the demons in this room, yet there's no one here but me. I can't quite remember how to pray anymore. I can't quite remember what to say anymore. If it turns out that I can't have my way anymore, how will I know which way to turn when I walk out the door? I'd love to talk to the person who wrote this song because it's very deep. And the last verse says, but there's a molecule of faith in this room. What they used to call a mustard seed. There's a molecule of faith in this room. And a book that says it's all I'll ever need. I don't know where it is, but I hope I find it soon. Because nothing else will ever set me free. Hallelujah. There's a molecule of faith in this room. And even though it's much too small to see if I have the courage to believe that I'll find the one that left it here for me. Brothers and sisters, I said this across this nation countless times. The Oscars, the Emmys, have nothing on the apostolic church. We are some of the greatest actors and actresses the world's ever seen. Because we walk in those doors like nothing's going on. Well, I don't want to... I understand all that but I'm going to tell you when you come to this house the Bible says cast your cares you look up that word cast upon it means to hurl you don't hold anything you don't care what anybody thinks God I need an answer my faith is low increase my faith strengthen my faith I'm real I'm hurting I don't have the answer I can't do it on my own I'm stubborn I've listened to the lies of hell but where is that molecule of faith a molecule is the smallest known element to man hallelujah I'm almost done but don't go anywhere yet I don't have enough tonight, but we're going to have to do this in families. But I wonder if there's any real people here tonight that you've got some pieces. And remember that pride that won't let go? Here's your chance. You've prayed, and you've prayed, and you've prayed, and you have fasted. Come on, raise your hand. Come on. Do me a favor, bro. Hand that out. There's families, give, it, give one to a family. Keep your hands up. We're going somewhere in just a minute. Pieces, pieces. You want to talk about faith? Oh, Job didn't have the story we have. He didn't know God started that story. Hey, devil, have you considered my servant Job? And Job lost it all. But you hear me tonight, your response and my response to the test and the trials of life determined the outcome. He fell upon the ground and he worshiped. He wasn't running, jumping and screaming and hollering and sometimes we try to hide behind all of that. 
But he fell on his feet. The Lord gave and he took away. But blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. You want to be a worshiper? It's easy to worship when you're on the mountaintop. But what about when the answer is no and it seems like God's a million miles away? Do you have the faith to still reach out? Sitting there the other night for the second time in just a few months. Much better seats this time. Brother Sampson watching Esther. I don't know why she wasn't put in that chapter. But you're talking about one of the greatest stories of faith in God's word. Not one time is God, Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh mentioned in holy writ in the story of Esther. She was sent to that throne room for such a time as this. Yeah, hand out some more pieces. Here you go. Sorry if you I don't have enough pieces. I've done this so many times and lost so many pieces. People have asked to keep it for a statement of their faith. Pieces. Hallelujah. Esther. Oh, listen, I can't do that. Girl, if you don't, God will remove you. Because if we ever needed somebody with a backbone on standing on faith, we need it right now. I close. You got some pieces? Look at that. There you go, some more pieces. All shapes. See, if you got a piece, look at it. See, no, no, no two are the same. They're cut jagged. But God, let me tell you something. You just got to be willing to give God your pieces. Peter, last story. I hope this is all right tonight. Last story. The man that said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The man that would later stand and preach the world's greatest message. That came a night. His faith was rocked to the core. But he was warned. Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Oh, I hear you, preacher. I hear you. Woo, preach it. Man, that's good. Woo! But I have prayed for you that what? Not your revelation of who I am, not your faithfulness to church, not that your faith fail not because you haven't listened to three and a half years of preaching you think you got the bull by the horns and I'm fixing to let you go through a trial that's going to rock your world to save your soul oh Lord I would never deny you not only are you going to deny me once Peter three times you're going to deny me I'll go all the way with you you can count on me how many times have we done that and what we think is faith and boom can you imagine what it must have felt like that night in the darkness of that garden when everything they had put their hope in was taken away before their very eyes? Guess what? Peter pulled the sword out to back up his mouth. God rebuked him in front of everybody. And he's broken and he's battered and he's in the night. And he denies him that third time. The cockroach. Oh, 
if God doesn't love us and doesn't care about us and he's not the author and the finisher, then pray tell me why when he rose again, he looked at Mary. He said, I want you to go tell my disciples and Peter. Because he knew Peter's faith had been rocked. Stand with me tonight. Pieces. Say, so, Brother Whit, what's that... Uh, what has that got to that little piece I'm holding got to do with me? Well, remember I told you he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Because you know what he's doing? Putting together this quilt. Peace by peace. We're a covenant people. And we're a part of the Abrahamic covenant. The father of the faithful. Brother Whit, that looks silly. It looks silly to you. Because it's not all prim and proper. And God, it's incredible. Because there's every race, every creed, every color, every background, every story. You may be here tonight and you may have the royal blood of an Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in you. You may be a Moses. You may be a David and your faith was rocked when you were where you, you were not supposed to be doing what you wasn't supposed to be doing. But just maybe in this crowd tonight, there's some Tamars. <laughs> Woo, I love God's word. Maybe you're here tonight and you're a Bathsheba. Maybe you're a Rahab. Maybe you're that man that the chains of sin couldn't keep you and you've got to pass a story a mile long. But when you bowed at an old-fashioned altar, God began to weave and stitch your piece into his story. Don't ever let the devil deceive you and think, oh, no, you've gone too far, you've messed up. Nah, yeah, devil, you're still a liar. He's the author, you're not. You're a part of his story. And he's, you're under his control. Oh, now, Brother Wynn, I see what you did. You, you pulled one over on us. Yeah, you're right, I did. Because you're fixing to have to bring your peace and lay it on this altar and give it to God. God, hold on a second. What would you just say? Yeah, Abraham. That son that you waited for all of that time. You didn't have enough faith to believe that I could do at your old age. I gave him to him. Gave, I gave him to you. But you know what? Now I want to see how much faith you really have. <laughs> oh, God. This is where it gets really icky. Take that promise. And it's not going to be overnight. It's going to be a three-day long grueling journey of the devil working your motor over. Now, we don't read that, and maybe I'm 110% wrong, but he was a human. I know he was the father of faithful. We already know he didn't listen to God the first time. I don't know how many prayer meetings Sister Sampson he had in the tent. Now, God, what in the world are you talking about? How can that promise at the end that the stars and the sands of the sea? If I... Faith, trust, see... If you want to break them down, and I don't have time to preach this, we can start with believe. You must believe that he's a rewarder them that diligently seek him. Then we graduate to faith. I can show you that. But see, God's trying to get us all to that place where we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not unto our own understanding and all of our ways. Acknowledge.
acknowledge him and he shall direct our path because the steps of a good man are ordered to the Lord if we really believe the word of God. And so on that third day, there it is right there. Go offer him as a sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Can't lay here too long. I might go night, night. Hey, Daddy. Here I am. Never read where Isaac fought him? He laid down at all. He asked the question where was the sacrifice and prophetically Abraham spoke. Thank God for that word. But oh, it was the hardest thing that Abraham ever did was lay. Can you lay on the altar and say, God, here I am. I believed a long time ago. My faith. Help thou my unbelief. See, we don't want to admit it. God, can you do something with my boy? And we wrestle. (laughs) Oh, God, we wrestle because we think we've got it figured out and we know what we're going to do and what we want to do and God, it's got to be right. I can't be wrong in my dreams. I don't understand life's not fair. Faith. Because he still has the pen. You got a pen? Anybody got a pen? Forgive me for prolonging. Hey God, I've been in this long enough. Give me that pen. God steps back. Go ahead. You write all you want to write, buddy. And boy, have I done it. Oh, I've done it. All God wants is just give him back the pen. Give him back the artist's brush. It's okay, God. I'm yours. Lock. Stock and barrel. I lay my dreams. I lay my past. See, some people can't get past their past. Their past. They can't. I, I did this and I did that. There's a man right now. We want to get the Holy Ghost so bad. Sister Sampson in our church in Lake Charles. He was a medic, but he was also a sniper. And he killed a 17-year-old sniper in Desert Storm. The devil has worked his mind over they shot at the same time. He's alive. That boy, he walked up and realized it was a teenager. It messed him up. Faith. I'm done. Taking too long tonight. You want to be in God's quilt? You bring him your pieces. Well, the Holy Ghost is in this house right now. Bring him your pieces. You got to let go of it. You got to leave it at the altar. Too many times we bring it back. Said, okay, God, you didn't move anything right now. You didn't do anything right now. No, leave it there. Trust him. (laughs) Did I think God was really listening to anything? 
that I had to say. So I just kept on praying. Come on, lay aside pride. Holding on by faith. Why don't you pray from the depths of your soul? This is family. Come on, you know each other. Don't worry about what somebody may think or say. God increased my faith tonight. He's still a miracle worker. He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. Come on, sing it with everything that's within you. Come on, it's not easy, folks. We want to pull the pedals apart. When God unfolds the 